Welcome to an all-new episode of the Loftus Party Podcast. Thanks for being here. Lots to discuss. We've, it's, it, what a week. What a week we've had. All good. Well, no, it's not all good. But I was just going to say, I don't think we had the same week. Okay. <laughs> right? I'm like, as I'm saying it, I'm like, ooh, yeah. The Middle East. Ooh, ow. Ooh, Liz Cheney. Ooh, ow. Ooh. But you know what it is? You know what it is for me there, Gimlet? It's the good. Good has definitely outweighed the bad. And I'm just talking from a a personal level, like a professional level, like the whole, my whole, theloftestparty.com outlook and like things are coming together and the possibilities are just so awesome and it gets me so excited. Uh, Before we dip into... Uh, the, uh, you know, the Middle East and Liz Cheney's and the, the vaccination and the masks and the blah, 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 blah. I want to tell you about something that really awesome that happened. And, and I did a live stream from the place on Wednesday. Going to do it again this Wednesday. I think I met, you never know where life is going to take you. A couple years ago, I did this, uh, I did a little stand up at this fundraiser, down in Mar-a-Lago, and the guy who threw it, great dude, you know, and just a, a wonderful story, and his brother was in SEAL Team 6, the whole nine yards, it's got, it, it's got everything. So we had, a, we had a good time down at Mar-a-Lago, haven't heard from the guy for a long time, he reaches out on Facebook, yada yada, he's got a friend out here on Long Island, he had no idea, he thought I was in LA, uh, he thought I was in LA, Reaches out to me, finds out, oh wow, because I'm in, I'm in, uh, or on Long Island. There's this place on Long Island, uh, the America First Warehouse. This guy got this great nickname, Joe DeBox, runs this place. So the guy I did the fundraiser for, he started a super PAC. He wants, he wants to support, you know, uh, uh, America, the America First agenda, and he wants to get rid of rhinos and support candidates, and he wants to get be more involved. So he's already a super PAC. Joe, the guy who has this insanely cool warehouse uh, on Long Island, he wants to get involved too. He's like, I can't just sit around and do nothing. I can't just sit around and do nothing and just complain. So now there's three of us where I'm like, I can't just sit around and do nothing and complain. It's fun to complain. And you're like, there's a great like sense of camaraderie when everybody's listening to the same radio show and oh, we're all angry about the same thing. But at some point you gotta do you gotta do something about it. So we're now all in cahoots. Uh the the three of us. And so there was a fundraiser last night, raising money to support candidates on on every level. There was a couple of dudes, oh, I should have had their business cards. They're running for like offices out here on Long Island. They're they're Republicans, they're conservatives, they're tired of watching what's going on in New York, but they're going for like these, like, they're, they're not the biggest elections. It's not governor. You know, it's like local, every, you know, politics are all local. So we're supporting those dudes, trying to get some money for them. One guy I met, his opponent spent like 10 grand and, and my guy who ran two years ago only had a couple hundred bucks but he got it was a close one he got like 47 percent of the vote and it's like oh my gosh so you give this guy a couple more hundred dollars and he wins 
So that got me jazzed. So here comes the fun part. So we're doing stuff like that. So it was an all day affair, all day affair. We had a, there was a, a bike ride. They, everybody showed up on their Harleys and their, you know, their Indians and all their motorcycles. And they came out and the loaded up the parking lot, like a hundred bikes. Uh, they had a guy come out, uh, did a blessing of the bikes. Everybody rode out to the light, lighthouse at Fire Island, came back. There was pigs being roasted. There was barbecue. There was a live band. There was food trucks, booze, good times. Then at 8 o'clock, bing, bang, boom, in comes the DJ, karaoke. I did some stand-up. Big shout-out to some friends from the Loftus Party uh, Facebook page. There's, uh, we're everywhere. Uh, there was a, a couple, young couple, uh, Cubans for Trump. They're part of that group. They came out. I, I hung out with them. And then we had, there's this guy. I sent you the picture. This guy, his real name is Tommy. He's the best Trump impersonator I've ever seen. I have ever seen. And the reason I say this is because, Stacy, when you talk to the, he's from, like, the same neighborhood. He's from, like, Queens. Like, like he's from the hood where Trump, when you talk to him in real life, he already sounds like Donald Trump. He doesn't even have, <laughs> So, you're just talking to this guy, and he's had a couple beers, and he's excitable, and he's like, Mike, Mike, I've seen you on Fox News. You are terrific. You are terrific. And that's no, and it's like, oh my Lord, you close your eyes and it's like Donald Trump is drunk and he's talking to me. It was fun. It was fun. And everybody had a good time and the food was great. They was, there was, it was catered by this Italian restaurant. And then late into the night, they brought out the desserts from this insane bakery. It was a blast. And then me, I've been in the business for a little bit. You know, I've done corporate stuff. I've done comedy clubs and blah, blah, blah. I can see like, ooh, we can make a little tweak here. We can make it a little bit better here. We could do that different. We could do this here. And that's what I, it was a good time. It was a great time. And then I'm like, wow, I can't wait to do the next one because it's going to get even better. And what really has me jazzed is like the people, the people that showed up. Like, I got nothing against the wine and cheese crowd. I really don't. You know, they're fine. But this was like, this was like blue collar people. These were people who ride motorcycles on the weekends and they work for a living and they want to get involved. And now it's just a matter of like just spreading the word. And it could be, I'm not even kidding. This could be like, just the epicenter of some of the coolest stuff. Like the, this could be the beginning of something really really big really really Good. big oh you guys my can gosh. come down here you guys can come down here and host one for me because i gotta run now guess what huh. it's funny you should say that but we're talking about getting uh like a big rv and getting it wrapped and doing like a road version of this mm -hmm. so we could just anyway so hold on you, you snuck something in there. You snuck something in there. You said, so now you have to run. Are you going to, are you running for public office? I, I, I'll know after Thursday. <clears throat> I, 
All right, so what are you thinking of? What what has occurred? Um, my school district hired their first diversity, equity, and inclusion officer. Oof. And I looked at the policy statements from a school district where she led a failed middle school, and I'm like, nope, nope, nope. There's babies I love here. My friends have grandkids that are going to be going to these schools. No, no, no. So, so we have a big meeting, a big meeting on Tuesday where we're getting a bunch of parents together. And because my kids are grown and I'm a freelance writer for a living, I get to be the spokesperson because they can't do anything to me. <laughs> well, so, so, so Thursday there's a big meeting and what somebody else will say no, is so they're going to run against her or what? No, no. Tuesday is the, is the parent meeting. Thursday is the school board meeting. So depending on the reaction from the school board is going to determine whether or not some of us are going to have to run. So you're hoping we don't want this in our school. So So you're hoping the school board will say, we don't need you lady hit the, hit the pavement, hit the ground walking. What? Um, Like they hired her, they hired this person, right? Well, they hired her, but let's let's retool her position, okay? Let's let's do early intervention with families that are having trouble. I know our ESL population in town has grown exponentially over the last couple years. Your ESL? Let's start... What's an ESL? English as a second language. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. So I know that population has grown significantly. Let's give support to those parents when the kids are in pre-K and kindergarten instead of waiting until, you know, junior high and high school. Let's let's have reading clubs so that we can, you know, let, let's let's just do run against her. Just run against her. Well, all yeah. this wait and see, all this wait and see. Just do it. Just do it. Listen, they'll give this horrible person. <laughs> they'll give her a different job title. They'll call her something else, but she's going to do the same crap. And you've got your background in human resources and big corporations, and you know things like ESL. <laughs> you should just just start. Just go in there. She needs to be fired. We don't need this. And have listen, that the argument that you just made to me, have that as your fallback position, you know? But, like, listen, critical race theory. You got to – somebody's got to stand up and run for I want to – I want to do what the parents in South Lake just did, which I mean, was got, get breast tattoos and shake their titties at city. What did they? No, <laughs> what no, did they do? They literally, they literally ran anti CRT parents against every school board member, and they won seventy percent of the vote. Yes, so. yeah, mm-hmm. do that, do that, do that. We're gonna need more than one because the other thing is. Dude, and if we win, your job is on the line, Mr. Superintendent. Yes. This mm-hmm. just make up your mind now. You're doing it. You're doing it. And if you're not doing it, you got to find somebody else who's going to do it, who's going to be your little proxy. Mm-hmm. And you 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 can command them from afar. But no. I there's... already have my Thursday speech written. Ooh. That's great. Oh, Fire- it even includes like you think I'm kidding. Here is an actual math curriculum funded by the Gates Foundation that it, says in math for sixth to eighth graders, getting the right answer and showing your work is white supremacy. 
Yeah, uh, you I know what? They're... Put kids in algebra and tell them not to show their work. Are you kidding me? It would be one thing if you could point to any any improvement that critical race theory has made, and and the only one you could probably just coming at it from the other point of view. If you're if you're woke and you're about the critical race theory, and some parents like this doesn't make anything better. It makes us more inclusive. Listen, we're already inclusive. You're all you're I, not going to make you're not gonna you're not gonna improve the situation by talking about critical race theory and you're not. You're not. Point to point point to any school system where it's made the test scores higher or made anything better. You can't. You can't. And no. I can point to a school I can point to a school in New York City where you live that is the case against everything they're doing. It's a it's a charter school called Success Academies. They get the highest <laughs> State mandated test scores in the state with a 94% minority population in some of the poorest areas of the city because they do straight lottery. The average family income a couple of years ago was like $45,000 in New York City. Well, that's you cannot, it's and it's 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 horrible, but like we don't replicate true success, we replicate this crazy. This emotional Marxist critical race theory, and it is. It's all. It's all based in like. I'm trying to organize my thoughts here, and it, it, what I it, what it all that comes it's down to. It's just racist. Not, and it yes, and it's not making anything better. Like, listen, no. if if I I I, th- I I truly try to put myself in the other person's position. If it if I really thought it was going to make things better, if I really thought like, yeah, you know what, it's going to be rough going to be rough for a good two years but boy that third year are there's going to be like the test scores are going to be so much there's going to be this that and the other thing this is the complete and total wrong way to try to solve any problem and you're you're not and this is it's too funny weren't these the people who were telling us like self-esteem was the most important thing don't you remember that wasn't that like yesterday yeah when they were talking about self-esteem self-esteem and now they want to Which start kindergartners oh, off like, hey, you were born white. You're the devil. You are. <laughs> it's just like, what happened to the self? I was listening to a couple speakers on it this morning, just watching my regular like Sunday videos and interviews with interesting people. I think it was Peter Bogosian. He said, it's institutionalized revenge is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like yes. that's what it is. And yeah. then you listen to the folks from the Woodson Foundation, and he, he's got, like, John McWhorter and Coleman Hughes. I mean, these are not right-wing thinkers by any stretch of the mark. And they've come up with a curriculum called 1776 Unites, which talks about the parts of Black history that aren't well covered directly after slavery, where they built their own railroads and they built their own schools and they had a thriving middle class. Like there is no direct line from the end of the civil war to now. It's more like 1964 to now. And as soon as Johnson did all the welfare, things started going downhill. That is where I was going to. Oh, I'm sorry. If you are, if you are a, uh, an inquisitive member of the black community, and you're like, okay, I'm going to attack this problem. I'm going to go at this like Sherlock Holmes. I'm going to go through the historical evidence and see where everything went off the rails. And mm-hmm. you are not going to like 
What you what find? you're going to find out about the Democrat Party. You're not going to like it at all. I was watching some total, complete jackhole today talking uh, about, um, you know, hands up, don't shoot, this whole thing. And he's talking about the, the, the black genocide. And I'm like, ooh, oh, black, the, black gen- the black genocide. And he's 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 coming at this thing like it's oh it's that it's the police. You're you're wait wait you're gonna tell me you're missing millions of members of the black community because of the police. Have have has anyone told you about Planned Parenthood? Has has right? anyone like? I don't mean to laugh. The the the, the reason I find it funny is because like if you want to point the finger at a black genocide, ooh I don't I don't think you want to point at the police i think i think you want to investigate a young lady by the name of margaret sanger and her plan oh so well and you just need to look at the percent of the u.s population that is made up of african americans hasn't moved since 1970 Mm -hmm. i didn't know that i didn't know that but it's remained stagnant it's really remained stagnant. The share of Hispanics has grown. The share of Asians has grown. The black wow. community has just kind of held steady around 12%. Wow. That is, that's fascinating. In 2014, there were more black babies aborted in New York City than born. Well, listen, this is where it's going to get completely and totally sad. And and this is like, you know, the the, the comedy is... You think to know it's it's like that it's like that three card Monty where and you think you know for sure that you know mm-hmm. the Democrats Democrats are doing three card Monty with racism and there's like where they okay where point to me where's the racist card where's the racist card and you're like you point to oh it's the police it's the police and they flip it over and it's like ooh no it's Planned Parenthood <laughs> like that to me is like the the comedic part of it I yeah, would be no, so pissed just... I would be so pissed. To find out the horrible truth, like I, Candace Owens and 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 other you know members of the hip hop community, and though it has to be so frustrating, so mm-hmm. frustrating to have. Ah, uh, I don't want to get. I, I, it, it makes me sad. It bums me out, and I don't want to do a bummed out show. Show. Well, but like, all I'm saying is this entire ideology needs to be killed with fire. Yes. And it's I'm not gonna coddle it. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna accept it. And so wrong. I just happen run. to be I just happen to be at a point in my life where I can speak out against it fiercely and I don't I'm I don't have anything to lose. Armed with the facts, armed mm-hmm. with history, armed with mm-hmm. crazy little things like ESL <laughs> and other well, weird about, abbreviations that only you how know. About, there's there's a sentence that needs to be said over and over and over again. Take disparities, off the No. Disparities okay. do not equal discrimination. No. That's- Different outcomes is not evidence of discrimination. If you've ever taken a statistic class, you know every problem you look at has multiple variables. And you're just picking the one. You got to look at the rest of them. You when you when you speak when you give your speech you say that in plain English and you're gonna win. 
<laughs> well, that's what they keep saying. There's disparate outcomes. There's disparate outcomes. There's disparities. So it's discrimination. It's systemic. My kid graduated in 2015. We had an African-American boy who was valedictorian and had a full ride scholarship to MIT. Mm-hmm. He didn't just beat everybody at our school. He beat kids nationwide. A young Hispanic girl got the ROTC scholarship. She didn't just beat the other kids in ROTC at her school. She beat kids nationwide. We have equality of opportunity in this school district. We've had it for years. And now you're going to dismantle it. No, not happening. Yeah. What is a what's the what's the is it is it Chicago or is it some uh, somewhere else where it's like hey, you know the school superintendent is black and the mayor is black and the chief of police is black and they got it's just black pow, positions of power in the city are all held by people who are black and still things are off the rails. Chicago, Baltimore. Yeah, so it's like a if you yeah. if your hypothesis if your hypothesis is oh. Diversity is the answer. Okay, well then let's look at the experiment. Here's the experiment. The experiment is in it's Baltimore. So if diversity is the problem, Baltimore should be crushing it. They're not. What's going on there? Sky douche. Okay, we're taking a little break. We're going to talk about the Middle East. We're going to talk. Uh, you know what? I'm going to get a little bit. I'm going to give a little bit of lip service to uh, the Liz Cheney of it all, like it even matters. But it'll be fun. It'll be entertaining. My God, that woman has TDS in a terminal way. Yeah, and and we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Space Force, oddly enough. The the dude from, uh, the guy just got fired from Space Force. Horrible, horrible news. Okay, we're taking a break. We're coming right back. It's going to be a fun show. As a small business owner, you deserve more. More confidence, more connectivity, more of the tools that help your business thrive. And at Cox Business, you can expect more from us. We don't just have sales reps. We have perfect plan identifiers, people who will work with you to make sure your business gets everything it needs and nothing that it doesn't. Your business deserves more, and that's why you can expect more from Cox Business. Call 800-526-8572 to switch today. Get to Kohl's and take an extra 25% off Adidas for the entire family. Plus, with an extra 15% off, get up to 50% off the big one bedding. And save on Nike athletic shoes for kids. Plus, get Kohl's cash. Plus, limited contact store drive up. Right now at Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Offers valid July 17th through July 26th. 15% offer with promo code Big Savings. 25% off Adidas. Offers and coupons do not apply. Select styles. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. Welcome back. Welcome back. What a great show. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it on this one. Okay. So we're talking about things going off the rails and up is down and all that traditional (laughs) stuff. But I think it has gone too far. However, I think there's enough people who can stand up and make it right. I think, (laughs) seriously, 
left, left, right, and center. I, I believe now it's it's common sense versus uh, insane people, for lack of a better term, and and because mm-hmm. it's in. It's insane because the, the reason I use the word insane is because you're just denying reality. It's like we talk about. The, there's people who are living in this naive box and they expect everyone else and the world to behave as if they're in the same naive box. And that's just it, it flies in the face of reality. The, the lengths that people will go to to deny reality and try to change reality is is now uh shocking and and stunning first of all you got you got the mainstream media with years and years and years of you know donald trump's a russian asset no he's a spy about they they never apologize for that they never apologize for that they just you you go hey that was a giant lie and they go well we have an obligation to tell the story they don't care they don't care if you call him a hypocrite they don't care if you call him a liar they don't care they don't care they don't care there's a bigger agenda i was on that major retractions today on giuliani Yes, mm-hmm. big retractions there on Giuliani. But the thing that I was really the ones that really creep me out and that are like a Twilight Zone moment is uh, USA Today going back into old art articles yep. and changing them mm-hmm. like Stacey Abrams was talking smack and is on the record she said it. It's in print. It was a matter of public record. And then USA Today is like, you know, we're gonna give you, we're gonna give you a hand. We're gonna go back, and we're gonna change this article so it looks like you never said it. That is terrifying. Mm-hmm. That's that that USA would go. USA Today would go that far. Are they the? Are, you know, whatever. It's USA Today, but still, come on. That's that's scary. That's like 1984 stuff. That's George Orwell stuff. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. And now, to get something that I know is high on your uh, hit list of stuff to talk about, we have new information, and I'm gonna I'm gonna hand the reins over to you about who's really making the decisions about what's in your best interest. Is it the CDC, or is it a union, Gimlet? Well. It appears, according to documents reviewed by the New York Post, that the unions definitely impacted the CDC's return to school guidelines that everybody looked at and said, huh? Yeah. Like, we all know the science. We all know the science. I'm children spreading it. Like, I'm sitting here and, I mean, direct emails and a phone call between the CDC director, Dr. Rochelle Walensky, and Randy Weingarten the head of the American Federation of Teachers, who is just about one of the worst human beings on the planet. I mean, I'm just sitting here and I'm like, parents, okay, and then, can I just say, do you remember when I said in January that the way they were going to manage the pandemic to make Biden look good is they were going to dial down the cycle threshold on the tests at some point around 100 days and everything was going to be better? Gimlet, I remember it like it was yesterday. And I look forward to the time when we have a production crew. Because this would be, I'm not even kidding you, this would be, and they do it on Fox all the time where they have, you know, 
production assistants and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. This would be the perfect time just to play that clip. Just to play that clip. I remember it like it was yesterday. We're talking about the tests, and you dial them up to here. You dial them up to here, and you're going to get all these positives. Then mm -hmm. you and I were having this discussion, and you called it. You freaking called it. It happens all the time on this show. <laughs> Where we're like, Biden will get in office. So they'll, wait a little, they'll wait a little bit. Then they'll dial it down and like, look, it's going away. And it will be going away, but also it'll look even that much better. I'm sorry. I interrupted. Go ahead. So there's a lot of Twitter talk that they have somewhere issued new guidelines, taking it from 40 down to 30. Yeah. And I have actually found the document where they're testing people post-vaccination to test for breakthrough infections. Mm -hmm. They're using a cycle threshold of 28. Yeah. Yeah. So let's go. <laughs> let's go big picture on this. I love it so much. So here we have the teachers unions influencing the Center for Disease Control about what is okay. safe for your kids so they can slow walk how they're going back to work and do better and contract and renegotiate. So you have teachers unions affecting the health of the public. They're, they're ready to go that far. You've got USA Today ready to go so far as to go back in time and change what uh, Stacey Abrams said. You've got people willing to adjust the, the tests to to change the outcome of how many people test positive and how many people and this is the perception of the disease. Da, da, da. So that those are those are realities. Those are things that happened or are happening. Th that's concrete reality. Okay. And CNN CNN comes out with this poll, and it's supposed to shock us that seventy percent of uh, Republicans uh, don't believe that. That this last presidential election was on the up and up. Yeah, I'm one of them. Did you read the article in Time magazine? Did anybody at CNN read that article? It's it's like you're trying to shame people for going, yeah, this doesn't feel, this doesn't feel. Have we ever done an election like this before? Have we ever had this giant mail-in balloting? Have we ever, have we ever, have we ever? No. Have people ever stopped just counting in the middle of the night in every swing state for no apparent reason? Right? Have you ever like, have you ever kicked people uh, out of society for questioning an election? I remember when it was a very popular thing to do. Exactly. Have you ever it had? Was, it was done during Bush's inauguration. It was done during Trump's inauguration. It's like it's, it's a rite of passage. We want a like, recount. We're so okay. Jake Tapper yesterday, and I was just like. Dude, you used to have some credibility on the right, and you just, like, took it, struck a match, and lit it up, right? Yeah. He's actually going through Republican, like, the GOP and the, um, Ronna McDaniel and all these different Twitter accounts about things that were wrong with the election and going, this tweet is still up, this tweet is still up, this tweet is still up. I just finally quote tweeted, I'm like, hey, Jake. How many CNN contributors still have tweets up about Russian collusion? I said, you just hired Natasha Bertrand, one of the primary hoax pushers. Yeah. And like, stop gaslighting me, you asshole. And I guess that's, that is the, uh, it bores me as a human being to constantly talk about hypocrisy, hypocrisy. However, I think it has to keep happening. You can never stop. Like, you 
they're not going to they're not going to be shamed into stopping. But the good part of the good part of pointing it out is uh, the generation behind you, because I have to constantly remind myself there's people who aren't in this as deep as we are. And by constant by pointing out the hypocrisy, there might be some kid who's like, you know, just turned 18. It's the first time he's going to vote. And he, and he or she thinks they know what's on the up and up. And then they come across you know, some pundit pointing out hypocrisy. So don't ever stop. Don't ever stop, you guys. Well, I mean, as long as, you yeah, but as long as you understand they don't care. Right. Right. Yeah, they don't it's, care. It's but like, here's the other thing. Here's the other thing about that testing thing. Yeah. And I had to put it behind the paywall and it made me so mad because I think everybody in America should know this. Okay. Everybody in America needs to know that when you went to a testing site, they shoved that thing up your nose and they magnified it as big as they could to find any little piece of viral RNA that might have, may or may not have been from COVID, right? In the absence yeah. of symptoms, then they treated you like you were like hazardous material and sent you home for 14 days. They shut down businesses. They, I, I, they put masks on our kids. Based on those tests, they shut down the schools. We now have a ton of like stage four breast cancers that weren't discovered because people didn't get routine screening last year. Okay. Yeah. I want somebody's head on a freaking block. The fraud uh, perpetrated on the American people, and I want a freaking congressional investigation. We, how do we make that happen? I don't know because I can't post this article to Facebook or anybody else in front of a paywall. Why don't you put That's it at theloftestparty.com? Right. Oh. Put it at the put it when you can. I don't know what I don't know what your arrangement is with with you know whatever site you're on, or 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 rewrite. Do put it at theloftestparty.com. This is what the question was kind of rhetorical. How do we make that happen? I know, but then if you post it on Facebook because of the content, they'll censor your page. Right. So you can't advertise it on Facebook. And then right. here is here is what here is what I said. Or say. Twitter or like that's yeah. why that's why you have to go with wherever it is you're paid to post or putting it at the loftestparty.com. This is the business strategy. This is my business strategy. People. More people, more people, more people. Amplify, amplify, amplify. And this is, I talk about it on the Facebook, and I just want, I'm doing this now, and I'm coming, I'm, this is, I'm being very earnest right now. This is not comedy. I say it all the time on the live streams. More people. We need more people, more people, more people. For events such as this. Like you've got this article and it's it's tucked behind a paywall and, and we can't put it on Twitter and you can't put it on Facebook or we'll know we'll be censored. That's, the, that's a horrible reality. That's a horrible reality. Now, if there were and I'm just going to I'm going to let's say there was let's say there was uh, a million people that, mm -hmm. that followed the Loftus party on Facebook. And I go on Facebook and I go, go to theloftestparty.com. Trust me on this one. We got something you're going to want to see. It was written by the Liberty Gimlet. That's all I would have to say. I don't get in any trouble. Nobody gets censored. Everything's good. They go to the Loftus Party. Now, of that million people, only a small percentage of, of that million 
actually will do the thing and click the click. So if it's 10%, that's still a big number, you guys. And this is what I want to do. It's, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a populist movement. I want to be able to do things with this community that we're building. So if we, ha- if we have 100,000 people that, actually, that would actually imagine this, 100,000 people that actually click the click, and they go and they read it, and then they're outraged, and then they leave comments. What do we do? And then we go, we want a congressional investigation. Here, we're going to call – we're going to – tomorrow, here's the email. Write an email. Here's the phone number. We're all going to make phone calls. So out of the 100,000 people who click the click, maybe only 10% of those will actually write the email or make the phone call. But that's still a huge number. So to get 10,000 people motivated, can you imagine the insane changes that we could actually make in the way this country's going if we could just get – Ten th- if we get 1,000 people, it's what excites me. It what's, I, I tell you what, it's like it truly excites me and keeps me going because you are, you are completely right. You study this stuff. You're a policy wonk. You're in on it. You, you've done the homework. You know what you're talking about. And this is the kind of outrageous crap that people need to know that is going on. And it's like we were saying in the A block. The, the the government has failed you. The media has failed you. We don't no. we're not we don't want to I don't want to lie to anybody. Do you want to lie to anybody there, Gimlet? No, I don't want to lie right? to anybody, but we just, just want to have our we just want to have our feet planted in reality. I am kind of gonna backdoor it. Hello. I didn't think okay. you were down with that kind of stuff, but I like what I hear. So we have a very smart governor in this country. Stacy's just going to keep talking like I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I am. I am. <laughs> His name is Ron DeSantis. His name is Ron DeSantis. What does he do? In December, he made a very unusual order in conjunction with his secretary of or surgeon general, state surgeon okay. general. They said that every lab reporting test results to the state system now had to include the cycle threshold of the test and the reference range. Uh-huh. Following that move, Ron DeSantis became very oppositional <laughs> on COVID. He knows exactly what's going on. I remember. I remember you and I, you brought this to our attention on the show mm-hmm. many, many weeks ago and having this so, discussion. I have a FOIA into the state of Florida. Mm-hmm. And they have been very nice to me so far. And I want every positive test in the cycle threshold and reference range. And then for anybody who had a positive test, I want to know if they were included in the Florida death count. That will be wonderful. And you have to keep us updated on what's going on with that. And I'm going to put that one in front of the paywall because it's all real numbers. You just backdoor it. You just, you just, you backdoor it as you, as I know you like to backdoor things. That is a wonderful change that we witnessed in old Ron DeSantis. And it's a, I, I want, I'm not a good scientist. I want your theory to be true. I'm very eager to see the results of your, your uh, freedom of information request. I just from, can't from the casual I can't figure, from the I can't casual figure out observer. What else it would be. 
Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Not to go totally Sherlock Holmes here, but like <laughs> sometimes the simplest explanation is the explanation. It's like it's almost as if he could make a decision based on reality. And once Data. he knew once he knew what the reality was, he became confident in his decision-making process. And I like it. Well, it I like was, it. He actually sat down with a full for a full hour with Tucker Carlson on Tucker Carlson's interview show. Yes. And of course I'm going to watch it because I'm a big Ron DeSantis fan, right? Yup. Yup. I'm like, that's a smart governor. Um, and I'm listening to him talk, and he is citing research papers I have read. He, like I'm like, this dude has been knee-deep in this stuff. His Surgeon General is smart. He's smart. Whoever, he had the right people advising him. Dr. Bhattacharya, you know, all these dissident doctors that, you know, disagree with Fauci. And I'm like, if he was asking for this, he knew it was important. And yeah. he must have been able to look at what he was seeing and go, yeah, this is garbage. <laughs> well, we will we will keep you updated on this. I'm sure you'll keep mm-hmm. us all updated. And this is oh, yeah. uh, this is the need for reality. This is mm-hmm. the need for this is what you, you look for it in the media and in your elected officials. Hopefully they're making decisions and reporting on reality. We've got we've we've we're too far away from reality. And in a perfect world. There'd be a paradigm shift all on its own. Now we're looking at big tech and big media and cancel culture and censorship and all that stuff. So uh, that paradigm shift is going to be slower. It'll still happen. It'll still happen. You can't stop it. However, we got to keep we got to keep pushing and pushing and pushing to make it happen. Okay, it's a fantastic segment and we're going to keep going. There's going to be a little. Here's what you got. You got you got a commercial break coming up. Then you got me and Paul Hare talking about uh, what's on the web. Very good one this week. I, 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 that, that segment's fantastic. And we we want you to join us uh, for the rest of the conversation over on Patreon. And uh, it'll be just a, another big block of, of this wonderfulness. It's over on Patreon. So whip out your credit card. Throw us a couple bucks. This is, uh, and I always feel like I should say this, uh, this all goes to advertise and amplify the voice of this community and and what's going on uh, for life, liberty, and the pursuit of some serious happiness with a healthy little dose of reality mixed in. So that's what we do with the Patreon money. We amplify. We amplify. We're getting bigger, bigger, bigger. We love you. Stick around. We'll see you over on Patreon. paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news for you. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Healthy Man allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 40 Viagra pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us. If you want Viagra at the lowest prices, never pay $15 a pill pharmacy prices.
prices again. Get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call 1-800-516-7602 today and save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Man is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 1-800-516-7602 to take your call right now. Call 1-800-516-7602. That's 1-800-516-7602. Again, 1-800-516-7602. We're doing something new this week. We're we're dancing on the edge. We're because that's how we are. We're so edgy. <laughs> Here's what we're gonna do. This uh this entire block, you guys, is gonna be what's on the web with Paul. It just keeps getting bigger. And I'm like, why fight the wave when you can surf the wave? So here we are. It's gonna be an extended, wonderful, giant cardigan sweater of what's on the web with Paul. And of course, for that, we'll need. Paul here. Hey, buddy, what's happening? Michael, great to be here again. It's it's always lovely to have you with your with your your, your soothing dulcet NPR adjacent tones. <laughs> Love, it. Love it. So here's the big question. It's the question we ask every week. What's on the web, Paul? Well, we gotta start off with Oscars on Blast reaction to the train wreck award show, and that is the one that you wrote. And not only did you write it, but people were flocking to the site to read about it. So what really? are your thoughts on that? Um, well, I'll just I'll just put it something in real quickly. Apparently, they were such a train wreck that they barely, barely managed to pull in 10 million viewers. And that was, I guess, after they, they scraped to find those 10 million because they were below it originally. Yeah, it is. Uh, we got a little bit of an echo. I don't know if it's your headphones or if it's a, uh, a volume thing. But the the Oscars, here's what happened to me. Here's what happened to me, ladies and gentlemen. This is the inside scoop you can only, you can only, only get here. Uh, I got a phone call. This is why I watched. I got the, I got the, the email message from uh, my friends at Fox News. And they're like, hey, we're thinking about uh, having you on this show to talk about the Oscars. We're, we're thinking about it. You know, the news cycle is this and this. But would you mind watching so you'd be prepared to talk about it on Monday? Okay, I'll watch. So I agree to watch. Big mistake. I'm kidding. So uh, then I get uh, uh, the the confirmation email uh, on Sunday. Yes, definitely watch. Uh, It's going to happen on Monday. And then, of course, on Monday, we're so sorry. Breaking news, blah, blah, blah. So (laughs) that's that's why I watched uh, to all the people who were like, I haven't watched that show since 1922. (laughs) It was... Uh, it was, it was, it was horrible. And, and I, I, I used the word train wreck. Like that's the exact word I wanted to use train wreck. They, they, they didn't do it at the Kodak theater. They did it at union station. They had the Oscars at a train station and they had it during the day with sunlight pouring in already. I'm out as a com as a comic, as a performer, as someone who knows the entertainment business, you, you don't. You want style, you want glitz, you want glamour, you want Hollywood magic. And that's what they're killing. They're getting they're killing the Hollywood magic. They're killing the entertainment factor. So <laughs> here you are. You come up on the Oscars and it's a flipping like a train station. It looks like it looks like the Gersh Christmas party 
like they're having it during the day so everybody can get home. Visually, it was unappealing. And then the the air quote host comes out because they technically they say they don't have a quote. And it's this actress, Regina King, already a bad call. Never you you don't want an actor or an actress to host the Oscars because they're too involved. They can't do jokes. They can't be funny. They can't be in the moment. They can't because they want to get a job. And it's the people in the audience who are going to hire them. So you, you're not going to have a good time. And then this literally the second sentence out of her mouth was about politics and making a political stance. And it just went downhill after that. It was just <laughs> Bat, the in memoriam was so fast, was so fast. There was no glamour. It was all politics. It was just horrible. And hopefully it's the wake up call. You know, people want to say that 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 whole thing of like go woke, go broke or get woke, go broke doesn't work. I think it is working. Yep. If you look at those ratings for they got a big problem. They have a big problem. Hollywood is full of hype men. You believe you start believing the hype from the sycophants around you and the the the, the your horrible little entourage. Re- reality will set in. It's a it's the perfect metaphor for what's going on in this country right now. That so you'll this, insist it's popular, but it's not. So doesn't that provide an opportunity then for people to say, "Hey, let's go check out people like the loftusparty.com and we'll get our enter- entertainment from them." Yes. Yes. And it's and uh, oh my gosh! If you listen to the podcast, you're you're already ahead of the curve. Here's yep. a great little secret that they don't want out: the, the the Hallmark Channel. As much as people like to make fun of the Hallmark Channel and blah blah blah, they're doing great. They are doing great. They've been quietly making bank for like the past eight, nine, ten years. Because it is what it is. Boy meets girl. Boy loses girl. Boy gets girl. It's the it's that classic. There's happy endings. Uh, there's always there there has to be a room for for all these movies. I got nothing. Listen, I got no beef with a political movie if it's great. But when it's all political, when it's all political, no, you you have failed to entertain me. Ha <laughs> And that's what they're doing. They have failed to entertain me. Yep. Yeah. They're uh, that that's uh they're digging their own grave and. Personally, I don't care. That's kind of yeah. like I don't want to get off topic, and I don't want to go to something that wasn't on the web. But that's kind of like people are complaining about Elon Musk and Saturday Night Live, and oh, how terrible it is. And I'm thinking, well, who cares anymore? Just go to somewhere else. They're they're I'm gone. I'm so glad you brought that up. I'm so glad because I didn't even have that on my list of stuff to talk about. But I was like genuinely uh, confounded by that. Like, I, I, I tweeted that out the other day. Like, serious question. Like, what, what is the problem with Elon Musk? I, I don't I, – at first I thought it was a bit. I really thought, like, oh, the SNL cast members are offended that – what? What? Why, are, why would you be offended? You're offended by Elon Musk? Uh, a, a guy who, what, invented PayPal and made a fortune? Now he makes rockets and he, he smokes weed with Joe Rogan and he goes to – he goes to big electronic dance festivals. Like what? What did? What did Elon? How is Elon Musk offensive? I really, I really don't get it. I, I that one. I felt like an old man. I'm like, I must have missed something big, but I don't see how Elon Musk is offensive at all to the left. Well, like I said, to me, it doesn't even matter. Uh, is Saturday Night Live relevant anymore? I don't think it is, and. I don't know why people spend so much time complaining about it. Just go somewhere else. Again, go watch 
Michael Loftus comedy. He has stand-up comedy. Uh, I think is Fox Nation still running the special that you did? Yeah, yeah, it's Who's still there? on there. That's so, a dude. That's a whole nother conversation. That's a whole <laughs> nother. We're 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 far. We're getting far from what's on the web. But yeah, I would think that if you want to have you know political comedy and stuff and some laughs that lean the other way, oh my gosh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Share the videos. There we go. So, Share the videos. Okay, man, let's get back to the web. What's on the web with Paul? Okay. Biggest swing in the world, would you? And what would you mean, would you do it? I watched that, and that was interesting because they're getting them prepped, and I'm like, okay, is this going to be a zipline thing? Then they, they scroll them out a little bit, and they drop them. <laughs> yeah. So that, that was a sudden drop. And on the uh, and one of the comments, or the comment I left on that is, that would be one of those questions, would I do it, that I'd only be able to answer once I was right there. I'm not sure about that. That's that's you got to be uh, up for some some excitement and some stomach dropping or being pulled up into your throat when you go on that thing. It, it's in New Zealand and it's over this gorge and it's the highest. And it's like it's a, if you haven't seen the, the story or the video, it's you can go with your friend. Two people can sit on the swing and you're 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 buckled in and all that good stuff and you just you just you just go out there. I love these things. I would definitely do it. I would definitely do it, but I would definitely also want to take a look at the equipment and all that good stuff. When I was in <laughs> South Africa, I was in South Africa doing stand up and I was in the city of uh Durban. Uh, which is on the coast, whatever. It's a beautiful city. And they built this giant stadium for the World Cup, you know, many, many moons ago. And so they have this big empty stadium. And when when no one's playing soccer, there's a giant arch that goes over the top of this soccer stadium. They, they have a rope hooked up to it. You go all the way up to the top to the edge of the stadium. You get buckled in. And then, woohoo, you go swinging out over over the pitch as they say in jolly old England. <laughs> so I went up there and was not the first in line to do it. It was a very slow day to do this giant rope swing. It was me, uh, uh, Steve Byrne. Who else was there? Steve had a show on TBS for a little while. The scary part, the scariest part for me. So you, you, you jump out and you, there's a moment before the tension collects you know like you're falling falling and then okay then the then the the tension hits and then you're you're actually swinging right that yep. part is so much fun so much fun to just to be fl- literally like flying around you're it feels like you're flying around a big empty stadium the scary part dude is when they start hauling you back up because <laughs> you think the easiest thing to do would be to like lower you down right and then no, they haul you back up. So I'm in this, I'm in this harness, and I've, I'm done swinging, and it was so much fun. And then they just start slowly pulling me up, and that's when you're like, okay, if it breaks now, if this is when it snaps, this is going to be a bummer. This is going to be a bummer because I'm going to go straight down. That was the scary part. So I don't know how they do it in New Zealand, but New Zealand has all those wacky things. They, 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 they do the big swings. They do the biggest bungees. They're crazy. They're crazy down there. And it's the good kind of crazy. Okay. <laughs> next one up. We're 10 minutes in, Paul. We're going big. Goes quickly. Rockin' 1000 is pure rock joy. Must watch. And what would, And what do you want to say about that one? Dude, you're picking some great ones. These are all like so near and dear to my heart. Okay. So I'm going to say this about the Rockin' 1000. 
Um, it, this is the power of music. This is the, the Rockin' 1000 is this dude in Italy who got together a thousand musicians because he wanted to get the Foo Fighters to come to his town. And so he wanted to make a video that would get the attention of Dave Grohl and the Foo Fighters. So he went on the radio uh, and these local rock stations, and he made a, an appeal to local musicians. So it was a viral video. Uh, this is maybe 10 years ago. And they did, uh, oh, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Uh, didn't change my life. That Foo Fighter song. Learning to fly? No. Anyway. <laughs> but the video, they're on, once again, it's like an empty field. Maybe, maybe it, was, it wasn't a soccer stadium. A thousand people. You've got 250 drummers. You got 250 bass players. You got a couple hundred guitar players. You got people singing vocals. And this is the, I'll get, I'll get philosophical about this. They're all doing the same thing. They're all singing along. They're all, no one's getting paid. Everybody's there because they want to be. And they're all singing the same song. And there's just a joy that leaps off the screen and into your heart. And when I was in high school, I was in a band. And we played, we had gigs, regular gigs. On, we had a campus gig and we were pretty popular uh, in, in Columbus, Ohio. And there's a joy, there's a joy you get from music that you don't get from stand up. Like there, I've had a couple of shows where, literally, like a handful, where it's like walking on air, where it's like nothing can go wrong. Every sound you make, every word, every gesture, every movement, it's all perfect. You're almost, it's almost like an out of body experience, and it's it's a wonderful feeling, but it's it's a it's also a lonely feeling. Now the audience is watching you and everyone's have you're having a great show and everything's perfect and it's like wow this 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 is the special but you're you're in yourself and with music it's a shared thing so with this 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 band the thousands they had such a great time doing this video and I can see why because it is this there's just a joy there's just and you, you don't have to you don't have to talk about it you don't have to acknowledge it you just you look around and you're feeling it they stuck together this band and they they bring on new people but it's a thousand people they did uh, a big a big show in france and i found uh, it, just three videos they have their own youtube channel they do all kinds of stuff it's fantastic they did rebel rebel by uh bowie and that's another one that was just fantastic and it just it it put me in such a great mood and I'm glad people responded to that one. That was just a fun, fun video. Yep. Music is a very emotional form of art. In other words, it, it almost purely appeals to the emotion. And you don't, yeah. And, and you can say every form of art has emotion in it, which is true. But I think music is the most emotional forms of art. And I think yeah. that's why you get, the, you get the, the reaction and the feelings from it that you do. And it's the most, in, it's the most inclusive. You go to a concert, right. you're, you're part right. of it. And it, yep. that's, it's great, and it's wonderful, and I love it. Well, okay. well speaking, of, speaking of music and speaking of comedy, we have, you know, it's not just Michael Loftus Post and at the Loftus Party. you got a bunch of other great writers there. And Cranky Gordon's one of them. And he <laughs> he posted Big Pharma Camp meme. Did you watch yeah. of those videos that were, I that did. were, that were I put did. out? I don't, I don't know if, if Pfizer was responsible for them or it was just a few 
people weirdos got together and no. just put them out themselves. But what 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 is that all about? I would almost guarantee that Pfizer put that out. Like they subcontracted it out. You guys have to see it because it is <laughs> when the it's word cringe. Yes, it's the word terrible. cringy and cringeworthy is used a lot. But this is it's Pfizer trying to talk about how great the vaccine is and how everything. But they know uh, that if they go heartfelt on it, they're going to be ridiculed. So they decided they go, we're going to be silly. Then they know if we try to be silly, we're going to be ridiculed. So let's make fun of ourselves as we do it. (laughs) So they're trying to be kitschy and they're trying to be uh, irrelevant or not not, irreverent. 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 And it's just really it's it's totally cringy it's it's you you have to watch it you have you want to talk about we were talking about train wreck earlier that's one of those things where it's almost it's awful but i can't take my eyes off of it yes <laughs> and then and i think it was my comment on it was just someone made an absolute fortune someone yep. made an absolute fortune some the director and the actors and the people who wrote the script and they they made an absolute fortune off that thing. People are making a lot of money off the Rona. <laughs> do we have time for any more? Yeah, we do. We got. We could. We could probably do two more. We're doing. This is the whole C block. This is the whole this is C what block. I, I, I want to bring up now. I'm going to go with the the Jessica. I guess it's Nigri or Nigri, yes, Nigri just crushing some wild cosplay. I want to. I want to get a few comments and then and then you can talk about that. But one of the things that I don't think anybody saw coming is how just the with the rise of social media, which obviously has been around for years now, but it's allowed average people to become famous and to make some serious coin where no one would have ever thought they could have made that before. Because um, it, it's it, this person, whoever she is, never, you know, before social media, she would have never been anywhere. Um, and it kind of, And it's just kind of an interesting thing to think that people can now make livings that is if they're not lying about it and whoever knows if somebody's telling the truth about how much they're crushing it on social media or not but it's interesting that people can now make money that way and like i said no one would have ever seen that coming but i wanted to let you talk about that and and why you posted it well it's one of the things that i truly love about seriously and and i'm if you look at the Loftus Party, our Twitter. Michael Loftus has created a place for geeks, game. I should take my name off of that. Uh, oh, I know why I put it on there. I know why I put it on there because people see me on the news and stuff, and they're like, yes. is this him? Is this not? So that's why I put my name on there. But it's a place for geeks, gamers, sexy mofos, and people who are pimping life, liberty, pursuit of some serious happiness. Comic-Con is nerd culture. That's where it, that's that's ground zero. And it used to be people looking at comic books and blah, 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 blah. Then Hollywood got involved in sci-fi and and Star Wars and before that Star Trek and gamers. But it, used to, it used to be dumb, ugly, fat nerds that were into it. Mm-hmm. That's not what it is anymore. Then they started having costume competitions and people. There was like this whole subculture of people who would go to Comic Con in costumes, and they so, were ter- they were terrible to start with. Right. So this, there was this wonderful confluence of events. As Comic-Con and these conventions got more popular, skadoosh, here comes Facebook and here comes Instagram. There are these visual mediums. And so 
to get more popular, you have to raise your cosplay game. And and as video games come uh, around, especially the ones not on video games, it's like it's comic book stylized women. They're like these total perfection, you know, big chest, great butts, beautiful women wearing skin tight, yada yada. But they're powerful, and they get. It's this wonderful confluence of of events. It's and I think really Instagram is what kicked it up a notch. But, yep. but Jessica Jessica Negri is one of the top top cosplay people and i put up this video uh because she's doing a world of warcraft world of warcraft i almost started playing that game but i had someone at at, <laughs> at gamestop years ago warn me world of warcraft is the crack cocaine of gaming you <laughs> will and it, i was warned off of it i'm like i can't i can't i'll get i'll go in i'll go too deep so i put up this video of jessica negri uh, because she's doing a character from World of Warcraft. Now, she creates all these. If you go to her YouTube channel, this is like uh, the one that I posted is she has two. She has two videos where she's just like, okay, here's me just looking stunning. She <laughs> One of her videos, I almost posted this one. One of her videos is titled, We All Know Why You're Here. We All Know Why You're Here, So Let's Just Do It. And it's just like her. Barely clothed, walking around in slow motion, looking amazing. She makes all these costumes. So I, I I think it's great that she acknowledges that. Like, look, I'm hot and I dress up in these costumes. The remainder of her videos are all like how I made this. Here's how I made this. Here's how I made these wings. Here's how I made this helmet. Here's how I crafted all this stuff. And to me, yeah, sh she's hot. She's smoking hot. But she makes all these stuff. There's a craftsmanship. And that's the other, that's the other, like... Very, very cool thing about it. You can't just be, oh, I'm going to be hot and I'm going to dress up in this costume that somebody else made. Take a picture of me and I'm going to be rich, rich, rich. It's no. that It might happen on a certain level, but by crafting your own costume, you know the character. You're into it. You You actually dig it. And that's, to me, uh, the big the, the big appeal. There and now, there's so much money to be made that there is a wave of women, uh, and I say that because women just do better. You know, well, uh, we talked about this before. It's a visual medium, and that yeah, appeals, yeah, that appeals to it, it, a fact of life is it's going to appeal to men more. That's yeah, that's a fact of life. But it's like looky lose at the beach. It, no one likes a tourist. Right. You go if you go to a nude beach because you want to get sun on your body and you want to swim in the ocean and you just don't want to have a bathing suit on. That's awesome. And that's great. Then here comes the tourists, the looky loos who are like, I can't believe those people are naked. Nobody <laughs> likes those people. Nobody <laughs> likes those people. And in the world in the world of cosplay, you get some chick who uh, who, oh, she wanted to be in Playboy, but Playboy's not doing it anymore. So oh, I know what I'll do. I'm going to dress up like uh, like Zelda, and I'll go to the cosplay thing, and I'm going to make all this money. Nope, you're a tourist, and no one likes you. That's why <laughs> That's why I dig uh, Jessica Negri, and there's, a, there's several others that I should showcase that are just fantastic. Now, can I add something onto that here? Yes, here's please. A, here's an exclusive... So I, I write, I author a fiction, I write fiction. I've actually taken photographs of myself and I've then edited it, I've retouched it, is the, the original saying, 
through photo editing software, and I came out with some pretty neat artwork. I don't, I don't know if I've ever showed that to you before, but I'll have to show it to you sometime just yeah. to show, show what I've done. Obviously, you know, I'm a guy, so you're not going to see me as the, you know, <laughs> the world of Warcraft. But I did it with myself, and the big reason I did it isn't because I think I'm great looking or anything. But if I want to do artwork and I need original artwork, it's a heck of a lot cheaper than me going out there and hiring somebody to do it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I cannot wait till. Like, as the Loftus Party grows, and I want to thank you guys for visiting the website, because Paul and I, we keep track of the numbers, and we're, we have other bloggers, and it's a, it's a community, and it's a growing community. As the, as the clicks keep getting bigger and bigger, and which is fantastic, and it's, it's you guys, the listeners, who are spreading the word and visiting and leaving comments and signing up for the email list, which is on the lower right-hand uh, portion of the screen. Uh, I can't wait till we're sending out film crews to these. Uh, I want to go to Star Wars Celebration. I want to send a crew there and interview people. I want to go have. I want us to have a booth at Comic Con. I want to. Uh, we were talking. We started the segment. This is perfect. We started the segment talking about the Oscars, and we'll close it with talking about video games. Uh, the video game culture is quickly taking over. They're they're doing much better than Hollywood is. Yeah, that's, that's that's an interesting story that's been brewing for some years now. Yeah, and they've kept it kind of secret. They've kept it kind of secret. But, like, once again, we were ahead of the curve. We're just following our hearts. We're just following our passions. That's that's really all it is. I, I, I like video games. I like being able to be completely immersed in an open world. And so we'll see what happens with Hollywood. Hopefully they'll get it together. Video games, hopefully they'll keep doing good stuff. I like the, I like this. I like the independent studios, but I also like the big triple a games. So, uh, it's all good. Paul, that was a, a heck of a segment. We went a little bit long, but we, I'm did. Not yep. we did. So stick around everybody because the Gimlet and I are going to be switching over to the Patreon. So you're probably on Patreon. It's a couple bucks. It's a couple bucks, but you get the extra segments, you get exclusives and all that good stuff. So the Gimlet and I bid you a fond farewell until we see you over on Patreon. And Paul, thanks for letting us know what's on the web. Thank you, Michael. <laughs>